Welcome. Glad you're able to join us for our third episode of Uncommon Ground. I am Sam McGregor, pastor of Allison Creek Presbyterian Church in York County, South Carolina. And I am glad to be one of the participants uh, in our conversation today. Mike, you want to introduce and, yourself? And I'm Mike Wright. I am a non-believer, non-faith uh, person that this is also a participant that's excited to be a part of this. Well, good. So the last couple of weeks, we the last couple of episodes, we have been looking at the story of Moses and the story of Exodus, and we looked at the the biblical content there, and then part of the Uncommon Ground podcast is that we also want to look at um, cultural um, interpretations of, of spirituality, biblical stories, or whatever. And so Mike was at, what, Walmart? Yeah, I was at Walmart. You are at Walmart, yeah. Shameless plug for Walmart. <laughs> um, I'm sure and, you can get it anywhere, anywhere where DVDs are sold. Well, and so Mike picked up a copy of Exodus, Gods and Kings, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the um, front of it. It was produced in 2014, and... Unfortunately, I could not get it to work in my DVD player, so I had to purchase it, um, rent it, on, uh, download it through YouTube for three ninety nine. Uh, so, but um, yeah, so we're going to talk about it, and particularly in light of our our previous two conversations. So, fortunately, Janine is not with us today, so hopefully, we can still pull this off without. Um, the, I'm sure we can. You think so? You think you can work without your wife? I can, I can work without my wife. I okay. mean, she doesn't she doesn't have to to back me down. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So So I mean, I guess to start off with, since we were talking about Exodus and we were talking about trying to do like pulp culture and that has stuff to do with religion and Bible and, you know, the characters of of everything. And we just happened to come across this. And since we were talking about Exodus, it was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And um so we decided to get it and watch it. And I guess to start off with, like you had mentioned when we talked about doing pop culture and movies and stuff, you said that you did not like like movies and shows that did religious themes or concepts or whatever, however you want to call it. And I thought that was hilarious. But watching it and actually comp- like I looked at it two different ways. I looked at it like how well it went with the Bible and how just it was just in general of a movie and a story. And I can, I can admit that if you want to go with it from the Bible, it does not fall the Bible at all or, or so loosely. Well, it's loosely. Oh, let me just say, I will surprise you and say, I really enjoyed the movie. Really? I did. I did. Um, and, and, and I was surprised that I really enjoyed the movie um, because, like I said, because um, well, when I said I, I am hesitant about um, pop culture interpretation, really it's, it's more about kind of that genre of spirituality and, and just being very kind of nebulous spirituality without really any content. And, and then you've, and, well, and then my experience with biblical movies is they, they try so hard to, to stay 
a, a literal interpretation of the biblical story that it, it comes off so many times as, as hokey in, in mm-hmm. my experience. But I really like their uh, interpretation. So, so I, would, I would disagree to say that there was nothing like in the Bible because I, I felt like they, I, I found myself, I would watch it and go, okay, I'm not sure that was in there. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I found myself kind of stopping and going, did I really, did I miss that in the story? Or was that, um, uh, you know, inaccurate or whatever? So, yes, they took some liberties with the story, obviously. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible to say, but they, they made the story more exciting um, than, than the the, than the biblical story is, in, in my opinion, and 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 tie some things together in the movie that that maybe the the, the biblical story doesn't tie together, but also there's some different emphases in the biblical story than what was in the um, in the movie, and 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 by an example, I um, <clears throat> think about in the end of the movie. Uh, I guess we have to kind of give some Spoiler things away. Right. So if you don't want us to spoil the movie and you want to get out and watch it, you you may need to stop watching or listening right now. But um, you know the the relationship that Moses has with the woman who becomes his wife, and and then um, I mean it's a love story which I'm not sure biblically it's a love story as much as it's it's property and and but you know yeah i mean it's it's about the time of of but but they do get re moses and his wife are reacquainted according to the biblical text and in the movie they are reacquainted and the focus in the movie is on their reacquaintance as husband and wife and their love and and all of that whereas in the biblical story the focus is on um, Jethro, um, Moses' father-in-law, the, mm-hmm. the father of the woman who um, he's, is, is the wife in the story. And, and I really appreciated that part of the movie because um, it, it brought out that the, the feminine part of the story that is is missing in the in the biblical interpretation of the story because it's all about all about Jethro and and Moses and nothing about Jethro's daughter and and Moses. So do you think the Bible leads more masculine? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. But um so on the counterpoint, I thought the movie was good, but I thought it was slow and a little boring. Because like I felt like there were so many spots that they started giving information, and then they just like stopped it, and then they just jumped to another scene. I'm like, wait, where's the rest of information? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of like killed it for me, right? Because um, I felt like one of the parts kind of early on is when um, uh, the the Pharaoh's son um, Ra- Ramses. Ramses, which um, which is not biblical that that he's that the the name Ramses comes out. But that that is historically accurate, based on um, 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 archaeology. Right. That that the Pharaoh during the Exodus was Ramses. Um, so when he actually takes power after his father dies, the the part where Moses, after he 
killed the 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 two Egyptians, and also um, they find out that he's um, a a Hebrew and not an Egyptian, that he gets banished. But it's only because he doesn't want to have like his sister that he doesn't know is a sister hand chopped off. Right. But it's it seems like there was so much missing right there as far as like information. Right. I was like, was he kicked out because he was a Hebrew or claimed to be a Hebrew? Right. Or was it just because he didn't want to see this woman's hand cut off? Right. And he had passion for her. Right. Like, I felt like there was too much missing. Right. Because it just jumped. And it did that quite a few times, I felt. Well, because it would be a very hard story to turn into a movie because there is such content in there. Right. And, yeah, I actually did find myself... I actually watched it over two days. So, so maybe the slowness, if I had sat and watched it all at one time, um, uh, would, uh, would have, I would have picked up more on that, but I did find myself going, okay, what's, what's that relationship? Let me, let me, let me kind of read the biblical story and, and try to kind of grasp But, um, it, it was intriguing how they, presented Ramses as this as this um so that so there's a, a scene where uh, Moses saves Ramses on the on the battlefield right and 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 so Moses is seen is portrayed as this you know great soldier whereas Ramses is is you know that second generation who's not as good as the father and and which is which is not you know that is not a biblical content part of the story but it 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 was i thought uh, an intriguing way of presenting ramses which in a in a story um makes 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 sense to mm-hmm. to, to, to to portray him that way but it's, i think he always knew that he was the weaker of the two, especially when the soothsayer, I don't know what she was really called. They didn't really say, but, um, when she predicted that that was going to happen. Right. And then the way they looked at each other, they knew who was stronger. Right. So it's like, it's again, I feel it's like one of those things that being a Pharaoh and you know that your son, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, <laughs> Oh, let my people go. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Whenever I get to that, whenever I, it's either that or, well, like an Egyptian. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm totally going the wrong You're just direction. Just going here. off there. It's, I it's just okay. Totally went off there. So I'm sorry. So I have to bring myself back, Mike, because you know, initially, whenever I hear the word Pharaoh, I want to start dancing and doing Pharaoh. Oh, so I did it wrong. You spelled because people watching going, that's not right, Sam. So it's Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, let my people go. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now. So, so real quick. Did I totally real, kill your thoughts, so, train no, of thought? No, he didn't, but I uh, I got some more, though. Um, so if that's a trigger word, should we just call him John? <laughs> no, you got to go with Pharaoh, <laughs> which uh, I never can spell properly. My f- spell check always nails me on Pharaoh. Yeah, there's a few other words like that that I have problems with. But um, so... If the Pharaoh knew that he would that Moses was stronger than Ramses, just in general, just a stronger person, more um, like dedicated to his people. That at the time, he's thinking are the Egyptians, 
because I think that that's also an area that kind of confused me after going back to the scripture and everything is that it kind of seemed like Moses knew he was Hebrew way before how they kind of led it into the movie. You're, you're saying in the biblical story, he knew he was Hebrew. Yeah. yeah I would, I would agree with that. Cause it, it seemed story. that it seemed that he was still a general up to the point of when he gets kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even still when he gets kicked out, he's still hesitant that he's a Hebrew. Right, because the way the movie presents it, he he doesn't he's antagonistic with the Hebrews, right? And until he realizes that he's one of them, um, which is an interesting storyline, and you can see where that would be an interesting plot subplot to it. Of you're called to to save these people that you don't, you know, you've been taught to despise. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like he had passion for people in general. Because, like, in the scene where the Aaron Paul character, I can't remember who that was. Um, so you know actor names, and I don't. He was the one being whipped. Okay. That was strong, saying that he was smiling because he, right. he felt no pain, and he was like, right. well, okay. why you keep whipping him? Right. Um, I felt like he still had passion for these people, just as mm-hmm. a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Um, and again... If he had such like high regard from the Pharaoh, why didn't the Pharaoh like take advice from him or learn or try to figure out what he what he knows of the people since he goes out to try and like fix his you know his community I guess is the best way to say it um, or his kingdom because um, it seems like there was lots of just frustration and fighting amongst everyone and normally you'd want to figure out how to stop that and it's like it looked like he knew. Like, what was going on? So you'd think that the Pharaoh would be like, what's going on? But it didn't, it didn't seem like that at all. Just like, it kind of just started with all the, all the stuff of however many years it was. I'm trying to remember all the stuff. It, it kind of, it really condenses everything. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to it's hard to, it to make it fit. But it's hard to, to, like, figure out where the timeline is. Because sometimes in movies you'll say 100 years later, right. 50 years later, you right. know, whatever. So I'm trying to, like, go back to all the different things since it skipped around. So, but. so one thing I did want to say when you mentioned about the violence is, so my wife didn't know what I was watching, and so she walks by and and she's like, "Man, what violent movie are you watching?" I was like, uh, "It's the Old Testament. It's kind of violent in the Old Testament." <laughs> it is, yeah, it most definitely is. But um, there was something else I was getting. I had a thought. So I'm 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 good at killing your train of thought, Mike. You know, I'll get in, in a second. Okay. So what I really liked, and this may shock you, is I really liked the burning bush scene. Shown as a child. Shown as a child. Because, you know, when when older movies present that scene or, or when um, 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 children's movies or, you know, try to present that scene they they present this this very strong powerful male voice who says moses moses you know i am who i am i am yahweh and they don't ever say yahweh i'm god um and and so you have this very much i hear this voice and and it's this big strong powerful masculine voice and so it must be god whereas the way the movie portrays it is it's the voice of a child which 
to me is is a much more natural way of of hearing that voice and and dialogue with that voice because you're sitting there going is this who is this voice from is this is this just a child am i making this up am i really hearing this right and and the other thing that i really liked about the movie was you know which i think is is biblically accurate is is um Moses isn't defending, you know, God doesn't come off in this movie as, as, I don't want to say the word perfect, but, um, you know, God comes across as, as, as confusing and, and that kind of relationship of this confusing relationship with God comes through in the movie, which I think comes through in the biblical text of that confusing relationship between Moses and God and, and, I think the movie could have gone into some of that dialogue with Moses and God where, where, you know, Moses, um, the, has that, where, where God, according to the text changes God's mind and, and, but you know, the movie didn't want to go there, but yeah, I will say this. I, I think it was a, I do, I didn't mind the child as much cause just looking at a burning bush for, you know, 15 minutes of the movie would have been a little kind of whatever, but I thought it was also, there were two things I, I'll, I'll do one step up as the, I did like that. It was a child in the fact of, it almost seemed like it was learning. Mm. It was trying to learn like different ways to go about things because when Moses was arguing, it was a conversation amongst the two of them to try and figure out where to go next. Right. The thing I thought was a little crazy about it being a child is that it was almost a little disturbing that you have this powerful being in a child that is now ready to destroy all these people. And when it comes off to like, just wait, watch what mm-hmm. I can do. Mm-hmm. And you see it coming from a child is it's a little, it can be a little disturbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I did like that. It was a child that it did actually have some sort of conversation back and forth and, and growth. I felt mm-hmm. so I'll definitely add on that. Yeah. So the other, um, so the uh, the picture on the front cover has Moses wave. standing in front of this huge wave, and so so as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, oh gosh, we're gonna have this scene where where these walls of water are huge walls of water on both sides, and they just walk right through the middle of these two big walls of water. So that's what I expected based on that picture, right. which is the way that in those cartoon um, or, you know, children's movies that I've seen depicting the story, that's how it's seen and in this very, you know, clear, miraculous way. But I really, I'm really bragging on this movie here. You're, you're pretty kind of shocked here, aren't you? I am. So you I got really, a grin. You're just, you're I know I'm like really into this thing. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, call me, you know, uh, you know hypocrisy or whatever i don't know but um, heretic that was the word i'm looking for (laughs) so but i really like the way that that they the plagues were presented i mean the plagues were presented in a way that that makes sense to me naturally right um you know with the blood turning red because of the gators and 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 then you know how the the frogs come about and the locusts, but, but particularly the water scene. 
and crossing over the sea and the way that they did that with uh with uh i mean i i, I was trying to think this morning it's a it's a natural thing where is that it's not a tsunami but where water can be sucked back and then pushed out uh, i've seen examples of that in nature where um, you know, bodies of water became very shallow because it, it got sucked back somehow and then i think it, it, i think that was the purpose of like the tornado or funnel or right or so so the like way that. it was presented i was thinking yeah i could see that where you know where the scene where you know the birds they initially see the birds uh, mm -hmm. because the water starts getting shallow and that would make sense because you know the fish are going to be exposed and so the birds are going to show up and then you know, the, the way the, the water gets sucked back and the tornadoes and such, and then how it's released, I was thinking to myself, that makes perfect natural sense for me um, for for how this play could have carried itself out. Mm -hmm. so. so how do you feel about it showing the plagues as far as just God just doing them instead of like the battle between like Moses and the Moses uh, and Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, that, that was an intriguing interpretation of the story because, because Moses never in between the plagues, Moses never goes back to Pharaoh. Right. He just says, like sits back know, and let my watch. people go, let my people go. And did he not ever, I, I don't ever think I remember in the movie where he says, let my people go. I would have, I, he should have, they should have highlighted that line. That's a classic line but it was never used in the movie. So, but, uh, I, you know, if Moses had gone in the storyline of the movie, it would have been difficult to, to, to imagine Pharaoh saying, okay, you can go now, you can go now, you can go now. And, and with the fact that Moses doesn't show up until the, before the last plague. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think as a, as a, someone who enjoys movies and like all kinds and like tears down a lot of them, like I, there are ways I felt like it could have been filmed to actually portray that. Okay. And it could have been very minimalistic, but still effective. Like, I feel like there could have been a plague. And then all of a sudden the next scene is you see Moses walking away from the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh just yelling at him to leave kind of thing. And then the next plague happens. And it's the same thing, just showing that he's trying and that mm -hmm. the next plague is just in the next journey of what's going on between, you know, the two of them. Um, I will say this. I'm still kind of like with some of the plagues, I just I feel like there's such just natural occurrences that it's hard to to just put like that. Someone just is like, I'm going to snap my finger and now we got a plague kind of thing. Well, see, I don't I guess the way I read it, Mike, is is not that God's snapping fingers and making it happen. But that in a natural sequence of, of events, God knows what's going to happen and that God um, prepares people to deal with what's going to be happening. And so whether it's a hurricane or whether it's a, a tornado or whatever, um, that, that, that God is, knows those things are about to happen and that God is preparing people and how to, to deal with, with what's getting ready to happen. I mean, it's almost like at the Adam and Eve story of, of, of the Adam and Eve getting close to live in the, the, the natural world. Um, 
it's not punishment that they're clothed, it's protection. And so I, I see this as God's got, you know, God seeing the big picture and that in the, in the process of the big picture, God is, is providing the tools necessary so that, that we survive and thrive in the big picture. So how do you think that, that translates to today? Because there's still like, like I know not that long ago, there was another like locust invasion in like Vegas. And apparently that happens fairly often. And, and that's a problem? So, you got a problem with that? Well, I'm trying to say <laughs> Sorry, like, Vegas. Do you think that that's like a play? Never been. I mean, Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Do you think it's that it's just a, a, a thing of a plague? that, Or it's just a natural thing that just happens? It's a natural thing that happens. I think, you know, hurricanes... Uh, locusts um those are natural things that happen but you don't think it's god that's just like saying all right sin city's gonna get wiped out by locusts today no i do not okay okay that's all the question i had okay okay (laughs) um let's see what else in the movie oh this is more of just kind of like a thought that i had when i watched it it really doesn't have anything to do with again like the story with moses but do you think it was right that the horses in the in the thing were getting killed as much as they were when they don't really know what side they're on. Do you think that's fair to the horses? Is or do you think fair? Or do you think they not know? fair to the horses? Or do you know the animals they're... suffer? The animals suffer because of human sin, and that is a story today. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's because God created animals for man to eat? I did feel, feel kind of bad for the poor lambs that get killed for um, for the blood to um, to go over the doorpost. I was like, oh, poor lambs. And they show them, and they're like, oh, poor lambs. Can't we just save some of them? Do we have to kill them all? And I don't know if they killed them all, but because um, <laughs> literally I was thinking, okay, you can, you know, one lamb can supply enough blood for several doorposts. <laughs> you don't have to kill one lamb per doorpost. I don't know if it says you have to deal one, because actually I think the text says to share your lamb blood. So. Um, <laughs> poor horses, poor lambs, poor cows. Cows got you know, cows suffer too. Yeah, I just feel like they were innocent bystanders. They, they, were. Didn't, they didn't know what side they were on. They were, and and then you know, and those poor horses pulling the chariots who never get the rest, and you know, fall off the side of the mountain. Poor horses, that sucks. Oh, I have one. Okay. What did you think about when the the I guess it was a plague. I don't know when all the firstborn died, how they portrayed that. Right. So that's the final plague. Right. I, I mean, I, I thought they, they handled it. I don't know if you could say, well, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a very painful, excruciating event. Um, but for those who live, cause it seemed very tranquil for all the ones who died. It didn't seem like devastating as far as like, like, it's not like, they just started like convulsing and right. bleeding out or anything like that. They just died in their sleep. Right. And they just stopped breathing. Right. They they could have portrayed the anguish more right. than they did in the movie. I mean, do you think that was a good way to portray it or do you think it wasn't? Well, I did think that they could have portrayed the anguish more than they did. Um, uh, do you think it showed compassion? Well, it was interesting how Pharaoh's son you know, he's portrayed as being very compassionate and loving and involved with his, with his infant son. Right. And, and, you know, as I was, I was watching that, 
initially I was thinking, yeah, they're setting that up so that when he dies, you feel some sense of pain for Pharaoh that it really means something to him. Um, but, I mean, could have had more weight wailing, I guess, uh, around <laughs> the, the death of the children. I just think when they died and, it, and it would, they just died in their sleep and they just lost their breath, I think it was... I think you for something that they were trying to show so much devastation. I think it was too compassionate to just like <laughs> let them. No, I'm serious. <laughs> too you, compassionate. You ha, you yeah, because you have God just like right. putting all these plagues. These people are have skin falling off their face because of like leprosy or whatever that was in that one scene, and it's just like you're doing all this horrible, devastating stuff, and then all of a sudden you just let these people just pass in the night, calmly, no problem. They just. They they just stop breathing. Well, it was a two and a half hour movie. I still think they could have. Okay, so so <laughs> what you can do is when you start it again, you can watch it again. When you get to that point, you can have some you know background crying. I'll edit it. Edit in, yeah. and so you stop it there, and then you play you know crying for you know hours if you want to to feel that pain. So I think I'll do that. Okay, just so I I feel better about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. All right. But um but again, back at the end with the wall, I did I did like that. I think that's I think as far as I think the movie portrays things very realistic in ways that probably I think people who are not real religious would enjoy watching it. I think so too. I think I, that's probably the point the point of some of it. Right. Is that you don't have to be you know, a Bible reader to to enjoy the story or not enjoy the story. No, just, no, and and I it. think what I would encourage people to do is to um, is to is to look at both, look at the biblical story and look at the movie and compare and contrast. You know what? You know, kind of do a timeline of the biblical story, do a timeline of the movie, and what would you highlight? How would you tell this story? Right. Um, so. No, I think it was good. So overall, what would you what would you rate? So we're going to do um, um, Ebert and uh, Siskel and Ebert and do two thumbs up. Well, it's however you want to do it. So I'm going to give it two thumbs up, or yeah, because I really enjoyed it. I think it's I think it's very interesting. You're you're I, shocked. By I that. am very shocked by that. Yeah, I was expecting you just to come in and be like. Yeah, this did not follow anything. This was this was not a good movie. That's what I was expecting you to say, and then I was <laughs> so. This is why this is working, Mike. Yeah, we're we're learning all about each other. So I mean, I on that I would only give it one thumbs up. I I think that the story was cut up too much as far as information goes. Um, I do think it was realistic in the way they portrayed a lot of things, um, and stuff like that. But I cutting up too much of the story, too much of the information, I just. It didn't do it for you're, me. You're, you're such a biblical so, uh, literalist, Mike. It wasn't even about being <laughs> So here I am. Here I am, the the institutional pastor, and I'm going, yeah, I don't mind with all the liberties they, they took. And the uh, the unbeliever over here is going, they didn't stick to the text. I, it's, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted the information. I wanted more I wanted text. I want to know why he got more kicked text. out. I want, I want it to be authentic to the text. Why did he get kicked out? I'm hearing Walter Brueggemann. You got to be authentic to the text. You know what else I did like just real quick? Okay. And this would be the, my last thought. Okay. I think Janine and I both liked that the Pharaoh gave the swords to each other. Like, each other's swords to to the opposite. To try and say that you're supposed to be there for each other. Hmm. And then it it just wasn't there. 
Okay. I, I thought that that was I thought that was pretty powerful. Okay. I, I liked I did like that. Okay. Good. So, that really didn't have much to do with the Bible it, or anything. It, it was just it, didn't, it was just a very good was, symbolism okay. that I liked. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Because it kind of showed who who took it and who didn't take it. Okay. Well, good. All right. All right. So there you have it. A uh, review of our first movie. And so we'll do some more of those. Yeah, we'll try to find some other good ones. Okay. And and maybe there'll be some more singing of Pharaoh, Pharaoh. <laughs> oh, people, let my people. Oh, baby, <laughs> let my people go. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. So we'll check you on the next one. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.